Oh, hi, Mark. The biggest match in history right here. Come on, guys. Let's brainstorm this puppy. Like a box. Let me get this straight. Go ahead. When you're telling these little stories, have a point. All right. Hello and welcome to Wishful Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. I'm joined by Jimmy Moorcraft. Jimmy, what's up? Liam, oh, it's like our old uh, our old opening here. Right. Well, no, that's basically how we start every episode, I feel like. Roundabout. But we used to be Liam and Jimmy, and then we kind of deviated from that. But in any in any regard. Hey, um, okay. So we're we going have... Back, we're going um, back to basics now. Go ahead. Back to basics. And uh, we have some things to talk about yeah yeah i bet we sure do so uh is it okay if i would did you want to say anything else no okay Go so for it. uh just very quickly i just wanted to uh start out by kind of letting everyone know what's going on because i mean i'm sure i'm the only one <laughs> really stressing that hard about it but the uh <laughs> did you just check the box? <laughs> right oh, I did. You could see that. Oh, that's that was cool. Hilarious! Like right as I'm starting, I'm like, oh, now I got to do it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, or maybe I already did. So, I've just been really discouraged by the WWE product lately. And by the way, the company has been behaving just with regards to the Saudi deal. I don't want to get into a whole big long diatribe, but basically. They're doing what they're doing. They're doing business with killers for a lot of money. The killers are making no money from this. What the killers are getting from this is they're being seen to do business with a reputable company by the rest of the world. And that gives the impression like they're not a barbaric country. And that is false, in my opinion. So I'm really disgusted by that. And on top of that, and mainly really, I mean, I hate to say it, but, you know, I didn't stop watching last year. So it's not like I can, I should, that's kind of, you know been on my mind ever since but now it's just the, the product is dog shit and i don't my you know my time i don't have the time right now to watch it but i don't want to stop doing this podcast obviously so that's been kind of what i've been struggling with since mania that's why i you know i keep wanting to record every week and i posted maybe half of that um because i just i i just you know i i lose interest in the in the editing because i just I feel like what we've been doing on this show, like the, the, to me, the show is supposed to be called is it was well, called wishful booking. And that's what I wanted it to be. But to me, that is, you know, we kind of look at WWE as it is and give our opinion of what we think should happen. And so I've, I feel like really to do that, I just have to know what happens. I don't have to watch it anyway. So for right now, I think my plan is to just try and recon- reconcile those two things. I have very briefly read, what happened on Raw this week? The only thing I watched is Firefly Funhouse because that's the only thing I've enjoyed basically ever since Mania. And uh, from but from what I've read, I didn't read any of the mid card shit. I skimmed over that because I just couldn't. You know, once I see R Truth and the fucking elevator, or whatever, I'm like, no, hard pass. I don't even have two seconds to read it. Um, but then you know the other stuff that I made notes on. Uh, yeah, so that so uh, so yeah. So I just wanted to apologize. The feed's been a little messed up lately, but I'm gonna try to fix that and do better. And uh, I guess that's all I wanted to say. We could start talking about the the wrestling stuff. Excellent. But you'll see that. Well, yeah, it'll speak. We'll talk more about it as the show progresses. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Um. Well, how are we, uh, how I don't know how what, what I mean. I don't well, want to go through the whole no, start, Saudi card. But. Start talking about what you want to talk about, and my notes on what I read about Raw. I'll chime in with as you're talking about what you're talking about. And then, you know, the other topics that are less Raw related, if we have time, if you want, we can talk about. Sound good? Um, okay. No, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, obviously, uh, I 
skimmed through uh, Super Showdown, and um, I mean, really, when I watch Raw and SmackDown, I I, I I watch everything, but I digest it in a way in which I'm not uh, watching it live, which is the best way to watch the product at this time. Uh, basically, what you seem to be doing on a on a lighter level. Um, with that being said, I mean, we have you know Seth Rollins being booked fairly strong, which I'm I'm happy about all, all around. Um, I am not excited for his rematch with Baron Corbin at Stomping Grounds. Uh, time to kick ass and take names. Um, Wait, is it really called that? Did you not? Oh, you didn't watch. That's why I titled it that. Every yeah, time well, they I say Stomping Grounds, yeah, they ahead. say time to kick ass and take names. Ew. Every time. It's like a line they're being fed by Vince to say is like the, the unofficial tagline of the show. Oh. I... To the point that Michael Cole seemed like like audibly annoyed that he had to say it for like, like at, when the third hour showed up and they were oh doing the God. sponsored by gold bond stomping grounds time to kick ass, take names. And I was like, Oh my God, this is awful. Dude. I'm going to make a prediction right now. You ready for it? Sure. Michael Cole. How do you know how long his contract was, is with WWE by any chance? Like when it runs out? Yeah. No, I don't think it'll ever run out at this point. He can't be signed for life. Obviously. No, but I see him being a lifer. I see him being there for like his career. Really? Why? What do you? Because what, what I'm getting at is, I could see him wanting to cut bait and get into fucking AEW post haste. That's what I would want to do if I were him. Because dude, he's got to hate his fucking life. Uh, yeah, but he also has a big a big role behind the scenes that I think he sees at least of seems course. to enjoy. Of course, he has a big role behind the scenes. That's why it would be. That's why it'd be such a big move. But he has to fucking hate his life. The way he gets talked to, the way he's got to repeat shit over and over. Dude, he's been working there for 20 years. He knows how to do the fucking job. Yeah. I think more than 20 at this point, actually. But yeah. yeah. And he, more yeah. Than, he, he knows more than the fucking person in his ear how to do the job in 2019. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing with that. No, no not at all. Yeah, no, I know. I know. But, um... So yeah, I mean, it, 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 a lot of a lot of stomping grounds is is a, a retread of, of Super Showdown. Um, yeah, I got that impression from what I've been hearing. But the I, whole Baron, yeah, go ahead. The whole Baron Corbin thing, I'm really not, I'm really not a fan of. I think he's okay. Um, their match at Super Showdown was was decent. Um, yeah, whatever. You know, the, Paul Heyman tripping over the ropes, and that's that was the thing that prevented the cash in was ridiculous. Was that that was scripted then, right? Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Because Brock was distracted, and then Rollins took advantage, and that's how. Um, okay, so is Brock going to turn on Paul Heyman based on that? No, I don't think and, so. And it was I think pointless. Very, yeah. Because um, Brock, that I mean, makes based on what I said on, on my notes, that makes Brock look like an even bigger fucking buffoon. Because he, because yeah, like, well, he had Seth right where he wanted him, he could have had the title already at Super Saudi Showdown or whatever the fuck it's called, and he could have been champion. But he, for for no reason whatsoever, he said, "No, I'll wait till Friday." Put all his chips in those basket in that basket, and now he looks like a fucking idiot. As far as I'm concerned, sorry, I get, I, I just this is it, that's what I'm saying. It's dog shit. Um, yeah, and I took this from an Uproxx review of Raw, and it says, uh, and I quote, it's not my, not my words, I just agreed with it wholeheartedly, that, uh, Lesnar flew 36 hours round trip to not have a match and get punched in the balls, giving him his third aborted Money in the Bank cash in two and a half weeks, in two and a half weeks. Uh, this guy got beat so bad, they threw it to a WWE shop commercial, aired an advertisement for the upcoming WWE Super Shoe-Down, which I thought was clever. Because the shoe was a logo, right? And played some jettatorism board B-roll, and he was still in the ring whimpering. Who was when they went? Yeah, when they cut back to, uh, and like all of that happened, and they went back to the feet of him in the ring 
like sauntering out looking right. all upset. Right. And he looked at Paul Heyman and you thought for a minute he may turn on him and then he just like took the briefcase back and walked up the ramp. Huh. So uh yeah, not good. He won't be cashing in for a very long time. Um I did think that he would possibly cash in No oh, dude on Kofi, but I think the reason that they had Brock looking so defeated was to eliminate that fact. Dude Look inside your heart. You know what I meant when I said we all know when he's cashing in, right? Look inside your heart. If you haven't, I, I mean, I, I give you enough credit to assume you figure it out just like the rest of us because everybody fucking knows when exactly to the night when the cashing is happening. You know when it's happening. Look inside your heart. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's a fair assessment that everyone knows when okay, he's cashing okay, in. But, okay, so not everyone, but we, bo- but we both know. I, I have faith that we both know. When is it happening? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We should say that. Go ahead. I, I really don't know what what you're going to you say. I, I'm I'm not sure. Kidding? I yeah no I'm not. Oh, it's going to happen on the Fox debut of SmackDown Live. Spoiler! Alert. I did say spoiler. Alert. Oh, I've I've read that. Yes, oh, that's no, possible. No, 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 I, no, no, no. It's a hundred percent certain. Bet bet the bet the farm on it. Seriously. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's how. I wonder. Yeah, I wonder who's going to be the champion at the time. Seth Rollins, uh, Kofi Kingston is. That's why they planted the seed after WrestleMania. Because otherwise, like I was saying all along, didn't make any fucking sense. Oh, I don't see him still being champion in October at I all. I mean, you, I, I could be wrong about that, but I, I feel more confident that Brock will cash in on SmackDown. But I, it, to me, it would make the most sense if it was on Kofi Kingston. But I could be wrong about both of those things because I'm not infallible, obviously. Yeah, I mean, there's been money in the bank. There's been money in the bank teases for the current champion, and then a new champion happens, and you know they don't uh, always line up. You know, I mean, no, no, no. That's why. That's why I say. Yeah, that's why I say. Like, you, and also this company. Like, I think that's the. If it wasn't so fucking obvious to me, I think that's what should happen, like creatively. But it, the problem is that to me, it's so obvious that that's what it should happen. That it's predictable, which means they'll probably, you know, not probably, but they could pull out of it before they get there because everyone, because at, at that point, I think it'll be obvious. Like, oh, of course, Brock still hasn't cashed in. They planted the seed with Kofi. They need the Fox debut to be big. I, you know, I just, yeah. Yeah, that's a definite, definite possibility. The other thing uh, destroying the product is, is the whole wild card concept. I'm not, um, you're kidding. Not that's a, not a not good, a, that was that's not a good idea. Not a fan. Oh, see, um, I thought that would catch on. I thought maybe. My well, I mean, if they actually enough, that would catch on and that would be a good idea in hindsight. I, I you know, my initial idea was that oh, it's going to make it a jumbled mess and it, make it impossible to keep track of who's on what show and defeating the purpose of the superstar shakeup. But I thought maybe then that that would I was wrong and that would that would catch on. Sorry, go ahead. What what is happening anyway? What do you mean? What is happening with the wild card? I I didn't watch. Well, nothing's happening. It's just random people come over with no rhyme or reason. Nothing's happening. No, I know. That's they, kind of my point. <laughs> Go ahead. They said that it would be four or five people, and they haven't really adhered to the same, to that I- idea. Uh, which would have, if they had a structure and they had a structure in place, it would have been, I think, decent. But they're not. Uh, no, not, always, not doing that. It was always bad in my opinion. And um, so yeah, it's just, just it, that's just uh, plaguing plaguing the product for sure. More dogs. Um, Shane McMahon has way too much of a role in the show on both shows. He's gotten uh, and I ended up um, over an hour of TV time between the two shows this week. So one fifth of the top two WWE shows was a Shane McMahon promo or match well, or segment but it sounds like you're discounting that he is the best in the world right 
Yeah, I am discounting that because it's not true. Because, I mean, you know, well, but acting on that false premise, the best in the world, you would want to feature a lot. So, you know, if you think that, whatever, I guess you don't have eyes and ears or you're just biased by family ties. But the best in the world on paper should be featured a lot. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Well, and I, and I agree. Okay, cool. Um, all right. I'm going to try so... to calm down because I just do this. It, it's, it really makes my blood boil. Yeah, I can hear that. Um, so one thing on Raw that I really liked was the six-man tag match between um, Ricochet, Braun Strowman, and um, 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 oh, The Miz versus Joe Lashley and Samoa Joe. No, Joe Lashley and so you can't even the, keep it straight. I knew it. You who was oh Cesaro. 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 Yeah. Um. I thought uh, my big issue is that there was no mid- defined mid card. I, you know, we've seen the whole promo parade kind of thing, so it wasn't like a revolution with the way they booked it. But just the match itself got a lot yeah. of time. Everyone had everyone had a lot of time to shine. I, in, I thought the match was good. Um, it combined a lot of the feuds. It combined it. it yeah, you that's know, what Stroman they're designed is, to do. That's what they're designed to do. Not always. There's a lot of six men that happen for no reason. So that's not true. Well, Especially no, in today's no, no, product, no, that's that's the that's the reason they just fail at it is to inter, is to intermingle feuds, but they usually fail at it because there's no reason. But it sounds like you said they gave it a little bit of a reason, and that's good. Um, but but it's funny. A minute ago, you said that uh, it's not the most uh, it's not the most unconventional thing, or something to that effect, or it's not revolutionary. That's what you said. It's not revolutionary to do it this way, and it just it, just, it hit me that that's like the understatement of a lifetime. This is the Teddy Long Tag Team Match play. And that wasn't even when it first started. Right, but this was also happening when the product was booked better a few years ago. So it's not a matter of... Right. It, it, it always happens. That's I just my, enjoyed no, this my, particular segment. That's my point. Is that My point is that we can't... We, we're shitting on the product, and I get that, and you're negative, and I get that. But what I'm trying to do is talk about the things that I enjoyed, and that they there was logic behind them, if that's okay. I can see For a minute. That. I can see that, but if it's okay with you, uh, you'll give But me everything I feel like continues, like I'm getting cut off, and you continue to, to put negativity in it. Like, I have three I'm more not. points that I haven't gotten to yet. Can I get to them? You Yeah, but dude... Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Well, you're giving your opinion, I'm giving mine. I'm going to try to calm down. But I can't get it. my opinion out, though, is my point. I know, but you you just hit a couple points in a row, and I'm trying to... So write them down. Can you write them down, then, and, and so I can I finish? Have the, I have them right in front of me. Go ahead. Okay, let's let's do that. Um, so, as I said, it combined a few feuds. Strowman and Lashley were just had a match at Super Showdown. Um, the match was nothing special, but I really enjoyed how they at least played on that. Strowman and Joe, when the wild card was... Not when the wild card, I'm sorry, when the shakeup was a thing that was a big feud that was teased that got a lot of uh, positive reaction on social media and then they kind of dropped it it looks like that's the long-term plan here um i could be wrong and again i i with the way the product is i probably shouldn't be given them the, the benefit of the doubt yes. but i think that's the longer term plan here is to do stroman and joe which i'll be really excited about um cesaro also has been getting a lot of screen time his matches with ricochet i don't know if you've seen them in fall the last few weeks i've been really really good I haven't, um but i'll take your word for it they're both good workers yeah definitely worth checking out uh the fir- they had i think three matches in a row the second one was phenomenal uh, third one was kind of, and the first one was also really good. Um, with that being said, uh, Ricochet completely, I don't know if you read about this online or not, completely botched 
the 630 and landed completely on Cesaro's knee to the point that everyone thought that his knee was blown out oh, or God. torn off. Oh, um, that sucks. Luckily, luckily, he's fine. Oh, um, well, that's a yeah. ending. Obviously. But in the moment, uh, everyone thought, you could tell that the, in the announcer's voice, they thought it, uh, he was held back to the ring like after the camera stopped rolling, they went to commercial. So um, he definitely must have gotten test on it because it was... It was bad. Well, um, I got to say, my interpretation of it was that I didn't watch it, so you told me it might be bad, and then I immediately found out it wasn't. So that was another benefit to me. Go ahead. Of not watching, I mean. But I'm not trying to be negative. Go ahead. What, what wasn't bad? Like, you know, I didn't have to wait long. I didn't have to worry about him, is what I'm saying. I didn't have to spend any time worrying about him because I didn't see Oh, it. yeah. Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know if you had read about it was, online. And then you said it was fine, and it's so I'm, I, didn't, I have to spend no time worrying about him, and he doesn't need me to. <laughs> no, he's good, luckily, because it was uh, it was rough. And then it all, what it also did is it built up a mid card, and also it shed some light on the United States Championship. Uh, Joe is also booked perfectly. His segment with with the Miz, and this is again, this is where the the concept of that segment was very um, uh, basic, but the, the work done by everyone is what I appreciated. Joe was good. The Miz was good. The Miz was talking about how Joe won the title back, but he didn't really win it back. He took it back from Rey Mysterio because Rey had to relinquish it. Even though you can argue that Joe never actually really lost because his you know, arm was up and that whole thing. But the way Joe played it was perfect. And then Joe walks out because, as Corey Grace perfectly said, Joe has no allegiance to five people who want his title. So, of course, he should walk out. Yeah. So, I just, as a whole, there was a lot of moving parts. It got almost a half hour between the promo and the match. These are guys that all deserve time. And, you know, it was a, it was a chunk of, the, a good chunk of the show. And um, it just surprised me with everything bad going on that Vince, for whatever reason, decided to let all these guys shine, is my yeah. point. Yeah. So, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, I mean, G- Samojo is the fucking best. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. A lot of them are. And Ricochet got the pin, so he also, everyone, Strowman was very agile on the ring. It's almost like him and Lashley wanted to make up for uh, Super Showdown. Not that their match was bad, but it was kind of nondescript. But they had, like, an opening exchange similar to Big Show had a match that was, like, way more technical than anyone thought with, like, kip-ups and, like, arm drags. Yeah. Um, well, that's there was, like, you know, Strowman was rolling and Bobby Lashley was jumping over him. And it, it was just a lot of a lot of good things in the match. That's an apt comparison, actually, because I feel like at this point Braun Strowman is, is basically Big Show. Well, I don't think he's at, at there yet in terms of, like, mm-hmm. being flipped back and forth so much. Well. And I also think he's a... Uh, I think he's a better technical worker than Big Show at this point. Oh, I completely agree with that, and he has a better look. But what I mean is yeah. that I'm not talking so much about the the back and forth from heel to face. I'm talking about literally his WrestleMania tradition for more than for at least three years now is that he's a monster all year, and the second WrestleMania is on the horizon, he's completely ineffectual, and he's like basically off the card on the pre-show, or in some stupid, you know, suddenly in the tag team division, not wanting an actual partner, using a child, still winning the titles, what does that say about the rest of the tag division? But anyway, like, that's that's what that's my problem with Braun Strowman at this point, it's not so much the back and forth. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that's a good point. And not to be negative. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't. Let me just clarify. I, I understand your negativity. My point is that we can't. We, we, we everyone oh, is doing no. podcasts, and don't, not everyone don't. is. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I actually, yeah. I actually, that's part of my reasoning too, of not wanting to do. Uh, you know, I'm just, I'm hearing about a lot of this for the first time, so I'm just giving my knee jerk reaction. But I have to stop that. You were right. What you said a minute ago. So don't even worry about that. Um, okay. 
And I would just one other thing I wanted to say about this is that Joe versus Miz to me seemed really intriguing when I read it until they start talking about like oh you know you disrespected Ray's family and now Miz is this family man guy because that's the only way WWE knows how to make him a face you know let it be Samoa Joe versus Miz Miz is like a signature you know staple of WWE and Samoa Joe is like a signature staple of outside WWE you know it's such an interesting unique uh, mesh of styles like let it just be you know what I mean let it be what it is don't make it don't have to they always feel the need to just put way too much story into it and like I said in my opinion their story is not good uh, Miz's story? No, just the WWE story in general that they feel like, they, you know, let Samoa Joe and, and Miz are both existing, like, high-energy personalities, you know what I mean? They should have just been, like, throwing shade at each other. Like, a couple sly underhanded jabs at each other, not just about family, but about everything. You know what I mean? Like, Samoa Joe, how's wrestling in, in the gymnasium has been doing? You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're used to that. The Miz is the Hollywood star. They're like, dude, look at, they're like opposites. But WWE feels the need to be like, oh, Miz has a family and Samoa Joe's disrespected someone's family. So we'll just like, you know what I mean? Like put all of our story into it. But it's like, no, just let it be what it is. Yeah. No, I agreed. All right. But now they can't do that. Somewhere. Yeah, clearly. Um, uh, Tag Team Division is somehow looking up, although I, I'll, I won't. I'll reserve that until like a month to see where the Revival's at. Unfortunately, the Revival... I guess can only be prevalent if they're by Shane McMahon's side, which in the logic of being pushed is good, but in the logic of Shane McMahon needing to give someone that rub is not good. So that's a watch. What an understatement. Again, I'm sorry, but the fact that the, the idea that the revival need Shane McMahon to get over on a wrestling show, think about how not true that is. You know what I mean? Shane McMahon has never looked comfortable on a wrestling show and the revival look like they aren't comfortable anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> they and they're two times they're two time raw tag team champions now, which is something. Um it's a little confusing why they got a title match. They didn't really say it. They lost to the Usos on the kickoff show in a very rushed match. I mean, obviously it looks like Revival and Usos will be the top two tag teams going forward. I don't know why Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins just didn't drop the titles the night after Raw. You could have at least given them their moment at WrestleMania. I mean, if you're not going to do anything with them for two months, it was a waste. Honestly, dude, I would have not given them the titles at all at WrestleMania. Because doing the, what you just said, like, you're right. I, I, I'm i glad they have the moment. But doing that again with Zack Ryder, like, what a... F- you know, how's that going to make him feel? Oh, this is my thing. I have the... I randomly, out of nowhere, after not being on TV most of the year, have a big win at WrestleMania, and then I, and then I lose it and revert back to being nobody the next night. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I also wouldn't have had them win. But, I mean, if you have them win, you have them defend it and had some defenses, you know, and utilize, I don't know, who else is on Raw right now? The Ascension, I mean, I God, God forbid. God forgive that they're not going to ever get to that level, but you could have built them up in that amount of time. Um, mm. But anyway, uh, also with Authors of Pain, Heavy Machinery, and another tag team at Super Showdown had this like face-off in the Battle Royal that was pretty cool, but I can't think of who the third team was. And then it wasn't that cool. Um, okay, well, then they're not important to you, probably. I feel like it was... Oh, maybe it was a revival. Oh, well, then I don't know why you couldn't think of them, but... Um... I don't know. Well, because because there were fifty men in the ring, Liam. That's why it was hard to keep track of well, anyone in that fucking match. About that fucking it was battle? awful. Yeah. Wait, you're telling me? Wait, you're telling me that a match that starts with fifty guys in the ring wasn't fun to watch? Is that what you're telling me? I am. Yeah, it was pretty oh. bad. 
and they had you know funk. authors of pain reunited and like it wasn't even it wasn't even a big deal someone else came back for it too see this is a, this is the bad part I, I don't remember anymore yeah well that, no one I, I no you. one big obviously but dude you just someone who was out why i'm not watching like i can't i can't care enough to keep track of this shit anymore uh yeah well unfortunately Sorry, we have to talk about it you know yeah no 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 and we're making it work i think we're doing good so far yeah um so that's the tag team champion uh in terms of the smackdown side because we used to go smackdown raw but um we should do what they do now and just blend it all together um daniel bryan and eric rowan it looks like heavy machine well heavy machine or did last night receive a tag team championship match i don't know if they officially edited it to stomping grounds but i would not be surprised if they do and uh i hope that daniel bryan and eric rowan run through them unless they heavy machinery wins they pin eric rowan and daniel bryan enters i don't know a feud with finn balor for the ic title i'd be happy with yeah it sounds like that something like the second one should happen and prob- yeah probably will because i feel like they'll probably win but really all i have to say about that is oh yeah right is that Wait, is that uh, a thing that uh, they say uh, oh boy yeah i don't know oh no care. it's tucky oh tucky okay. that's all they say no, I mean they say a lot more than that. They say stakes and weights, and you know the other. Oh, I I I find amusement out of them. That's right. Um, well, that makes. I don't. Us. I don't really think they should be uh, getting a tag team ma- title match already. But I well, that makes two of us. I like them in NXT a bit. Um, yeah. that, well, that's SmackDown. I, that's that's something we say a lot, and that's another problem with my thing is that I like them in NXT a lot. Is something you could say about basically anybody that you can say about almost nobody once they join the main roster. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Finn Balor and Andrade had a pretty solid match at Super Showdown. I really enjoyed why they, how they justified Finn Balor on commentary because that you know that's all you could do with these shows. Wait, what? Uh, why? I really oh, enjoyed how what'd they say what they say on commentary. They said that he uh, has lost to Andrade not in the Demon Gear and that he felt the need to take it out tonight because he. Uh, and then Corey Graves is kind of alluding to Finn Balor must not be confident in his abilities to beat Andrade by himself, by not oh by himself, God. but in his regular self. We, and um, go ahead. I, uh, it, it, I thought it made sense, and I've read a lot of review. There were many positive things about, about the show, but I know a lot of people also. Um, enjoyed the attempt at acknowledging why the demon was out outside of it's Saudi Arabia and they needed to do something different and WrestleMania quality. Well, do you want to know what the reason they actually did it was? Because it, it was that um, it was that last part you just said. You hit the nail on the head right on the end there. Oh, I'm sure it was, but there, but but I, but that doesn't mean that they also could have just left it at that. They, could, they didn't need to take the time to. Mm-hmm talk about anything else right. um that's true um can we talk about firefly funhouse yet yeah, please, please 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 uh we'll get there we're um on, man. you didn't have any of that you didn't have finn Balor written on the spreadsheet this was looking better on paper well just because they forgot him this week doesn't mean that um we should but uh that's I all i just wanted to acknowledge that he exists and smackdown forgot that he exists and i hope that dan o'brien is the next feud and to let them know that there's a lot of feuds for him and that he's a great guy yeah, he's um, a great guy, and it's a good thing that we're here to let the world know he still exists. Because I okay. love him, and I and I do. I would like to see Dan O'Brien versus Finn. Obviously, can we talk about Firefly Funhouse now, please? Okay, go for it. Okay, so basically, I think I figured out what the character is—the Bray Wyatt Firefly Funhouse host slash fiend character. Would you like to know what it is? 
I mean, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, you know what it, it is. Don't play along. Come on. I, I'm gonna. Oh, I love to know what it is. I'm gonna obvious. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you'll catch on. Um, so basically, he's a reformed, quote unquote, air quotes, kid show host with a, a demon like alter ego, as we all know at this point. And they're at this. I, I like the way that they're intersplicing, teasing it this week with the hands. Uh, but the thing about this fiend, like what I call like a demon-like character, like Finn Balor's demon, that's what made me think of it. And I think I'll, I'll try to bring it around to why I, I don't like what they're doing with the Finn Balor version versus this is that he is, uh, so what I, so this is how I picture the, because the whole question is how do you transpire this gimmick to the ring? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So thank you. Thanks. So what you do is you, in my opinion, this is what I'm about to say, I think is the right thing to do. I think it's what Bray Wyatt likely wants to do. And I think it's what they will do as long as Vince doesn't fuck it up and he doesn't seem to have yet. So fingers crossed. I think he's, uh, so he comes out to the ring as a kid's show host with the Firefly Funhouse kind of thing going on. And, but he's got the gloves on the, the hurt heel gloves and in matches, he'll start to when he before he starts to fire up for his comeback, he will start talking to the hands. You know what I mean? And, that, and maybe the lights will start to flicker, and it'll be like, "What's you know what I mean? Like, is he gonna?" So they'll start teasing the fiend, but then you don't do it for a while. I think for well, first I should have said this first. Shit, maybe I'll edit this. Uh, first of all, Jimmy was saying off air that this shouldn't happen for a while, and I agree with that. I should have started with that. So this doesn't happen for a while, what I'm saying. And that's why I'm trying to jump the gun on this. And I, But I know I have time with WWE because they always, you know what I mean? The idea that I see in the first place always pans out like six, three to six months later. Um, so what they do is eventually, after he's wrestling for a while, you start to tease more and more that he's going to do that. And then, of course, at a big pay-per-view match, you have it all explode and the lights go out for like 10 to 15 seconds. He goes under the ring. He puts on the mask. He puts on the fucking apron or whatever. And he comes out as, as the fiend. And obviously that comeback is a lot more fiery. What do you think? Well, dude, I thought you see, man, I shouldn't have texted you. I texted Jimmy what the idea was the other day. I shouldn't have done that. That was my mistake. Yeah. But I'm just wondering the, the fiend. The, uh, he's doing a full wardrobe change. Did you know? No, the fiend is just dude. The fiend is basically just a mask. Maybe no, some, it's maybe, not. Maybe some paint on his face, then a mask, and, and the then, pants, the striped pants, and the shoes. It's right, a whole different outfit. Right. He could already be wearing the striped pants. You're, you're look. I see. I think you're looking at the fiend as like it has to be what it was the first time we saw it. It to me, it just has to be round about that. I think he could be wearing pants that because wasn't he wearing like an apron or something over that? To me, it was something he could change into and like maybe maybe if the lights are even out for thirty seconds, that would be fine. You know what I mean? If the lights are completely out, he could even do it in the ring. I think it could be done. I'm not saying I dislike it. I just I just like the aesthetic of the complete first image. That's why I think it was received so well. Was that you could tell that withdrawn somewhere in some meeting with whoever has been producing these, who is amazing. But what um, what is it? I didn't think this is where this was going to go so quick. But what is it really? It's do you think it's paint on his face and a mask, or just a mask? Definitely paint on his face and a mask. Okay, so you put a little paint on his face. You do a mask. And you do like an apron. I really think you do an apron over the clothes he's wearing and it'll still be the fiend because he's got the face and he's got like he what, what, am I mistaken? Was he not wearing an apron? He was wearing something over clothes, right? Um, I don't remember. I could uh, see if I can pull it up. It doesn't. Um, it's, not a, it's not a huge deal. I believe he was wearing something just like over clothes. 
And if you think about it, the clothes, besides the gloves, the clothes that he's wearing are just unassuming clothes. You know what I mean? You just wear regular, unass- keep wearing regular, it's not a, It's clothes. not an apron. It's a leather jacket. There you go. A leather, you could throw on a leather jacket, a little, a little quick uh, just spray paint or whatever, the mask, you know, you could do it, I think. He maybe pulls his hair, he pulls his dreadlocks out of a ponytail, put the mask on, the jacket, you're good to go. That doesn't, you can do it quickly, I believe. Because that's what it makes it cool. The demon, you, there's no way to do what I'm saying. And the demon, the, even the way you're describing it, like there's, that's what WWE does nowadays. They feel the need to add story to something that doesn't need story. Just make it a mystique thing. Just let them pull it out for big matches. That can go without saying the end. That's my opinion of Finn Balor. And that's why I think this, or at least my interpretation of this Bray Wyatt character is so genius because it's super nuanced. And the things they've been doing with him the last couple of weeks with the, the Firefly Funhouse segments, tell me that Vince is giving him creative license. How about that? There's a popular word in podcasting lately. Creative license to actually do something original for once. Yeah, I still wonder why Vince, I mean, I'm ha- I love Wyatt. He's been misused for a while. And I'm happy that he's the one. But after the John Moxley interview and all the stuff happening right now with people leaving and AEW thriving and, you know, all the every the product sucking, it's just really interesting to me that McMahon has given Wyatt, of all, of all the wrestlers, this creative agency. Like what? Like are you kidding? Everything. Everything. Was so original, and the thing that fucked him up was the WWE booking. That's. I mean, I. I, I mean, but I Vince can't... is still in charge. The, the the reason you hate the product is the same person who is booking, who is allowing not booking this, who is allowing this to happen on the show. Right. Right. That doesn't that doesn't confuse you at all. I don't care. It's ha- it's something good that's happening. I think at this point, it's not a matter of caring. It's it's weird. It's weird to me that I, I love anomaly. it. It's the best thing about the show. It's but anomaly. what is it about Vince? It's fascinating to me that out of all the things he's letting, you know, the fans like it. That doesn't always mean that he wants to keep giving it to us. What I've been or talking, changing it. What I've been talking about lately on the show is Vince needs accountability. Vince needs someone to step up and say, "Sir, you can't just shoot down good ideas just because you don't like them without giving a reason." And it's 2019, so you might not have the sensibilities to determine because it's a publicly traded company so the idea that one man can do whatever the fuck he wants with other people's money seems crazy to me in 2019 that's what i've been thinking a lot about lately yeah that makes sense that's just always every week i watch it especially this past week um and also fuck bully ray bubba ray dudley for fucking getting all butthurt that vince mcmahon turned down the bully character in wrestling and w because of the be a star campaign and then he's alluding to the fact that Wyatt is smashing a, a toy rabbit and alluding to the fact really oh like God. he's one of the people who's, you know, shitting on the product and initially loved this. But now because it's, he's taking it personal that Dude. his character got turned down and now he's going to like talk shit about letting this go through and that it isn't PG. You're right. Really? You're right. You're right. But so dumb because this is the first time I'm hearing that too. So I'm just going to give a really brief knee jerk reaction. And I don't mean to contradict yours, but I did watch the bully character in TNA and it was awesome. And the idea that Vince is scared to do something because it conflicts with the charity they're doing. He doesn't understand what it, what a heel is. You know what I mean? Why would you have a heel representing charity? Th- that would be the perfect antagonist for somebody like a, the face of the company who's constantly doing like make a wishes. Somebody who's a bully character. You know what I mean? That would make the perfect antagonist for somebody like that. Just off the top of my head. 
I'm not disagreeing with that, though. What I'm disagreeing with is Billy Ray taking that animosity and now flipping it onto what is the best thing in the WWE product. Well, yeah, I understand that. That's I also I think that Billy Ray would have been fine, and I also think that it would have worked. And I didn't watch him, but I heard great things about him. I think so would, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I think it would have been better than fine, personally. You should you should watch some of in TNA when he's the leader of... Well, I don't even want to tell you. You should watch some of the Aces and Eights stuff in TNA. It's pretty sick um, regardless regardless i i would I, it's not it's not about vince not approving that it's about him taking that and no, now flipping no, it onto this i understand and, and and that sounds like he was acting like an asshole with that said yeah definitely okay um, um yeah. is there anything else about um are you telling I, me i mean uh, there's well, that one God, thing hanging so there. many did weeks you wanna, did you want to talk about it uh i think it up for last week that's the one oh, thing yeah. you, haven't, you haven't talked about yet, right? Oh, right. I, I forgot I have a list here. Um, <laughs> yes. yes. So Lacey and, Lacey and Charlotte had a, a very not good match last week, um, which as much as Lacey is new and she's to blame, I also think that Charlotte should be held accountable a bit for that. Um, it wasn't like the worst wrestling match I've ever seen, but it was subpar, to say the least. And this week I thought that they gave her – Basically, I don't know if Vince was like, this is your chance to... She was in the ring most of the match. She um, held it together. I think she was in the ring more than Becky Lynch. This is another match and another storyline that I'm okay with. Alexa Bliss is like manipulating Nikki Cross into being her friend. So, uh, she, you know, Nikki Cross gets thrown into Bailey, and that causes a distraction. And, you know, now that with the wild card, they're, they're doing their best to integrate, and it's not working for most things. I think it's working here. I still don't like the wild card rule. But, um... Lacey Evans looked really great. She held the match together, and um, she rebounded in a big way. And I was um, glad that she was able to do that because, you know, as much as I like her, I can admit that last week was not good. And uh, she has another title match coming up at Stomping Ground to Becky Lynch again. And um, I thought their last match was fine, and I think I hope that this one is better. Yeah. Well, That's all. I mean, based on that, all I would say is it's an extremely admirable thing they do. And, you know, it's like anything else, swings and roundabouts. But I'm glad to hear that she, uh, you know, that you were pleased with her performance this week. Yes. Um, and then Alexa Bliss is challenging Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship, which makes no sense, but it's happening. Oh. Um, it makes no sense because they're in different brands. I don't know if you realize that. No, I can't keep track. Yeah, so Alexa Bliss is on Raw, and Bailey's a SmackDown Women's Champion, and that's who—that's that, the SmackDown title match at. Uh, okay, now I understand it, and my head is starting to hurt. <laughs> yeah. Something else. Um. Oh, uh, so is that on me then? Uh, is it Roman revisioning revisionism? You want to talk about that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what that means, but you can talk about it, sure. Okay, so I recent, I only recently because I haven't been watching as much the past few weeks. I only recently saw the Roman career retrospective video. Oh, uh, God. Let me start by asking what you thought about that. Well, you realize it's aired like three weeks ago, so I have to kind of think. Okay, but, then, um, then let me start by telling you how I thought about it, and you can give okay. your thoughts. So Go how I thought about it was from the second it started, I thought, are you fucking kidding me? You're going to tell the fans... You're gonna tell. You're gonna seriously have the nerve to tell the fans that they've always cheered for Roman Reigns like he was the top guy. They've always cheered for him because they've always loved him like he was the top guy. That's what. You, that's what you're gonna do. You're gonna act like every single week 
since the Royal Rumble 2015, he didn't come out and get booed because we all fucking hate him. Is that what you're gonna? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That's how I felt when I first saw it. Does that jog your memory at all? Yeah, I mean, uh, it doesn't surprise me though. I mean, yeah, you're, you're right, but I, I don't know. Uh, that's a, I, that's Roman's a lot of been, nerve, dude. That's a lot of fucking nerve, dude. Roman's been presented in that light for years now. That doesn't surprise yeah, me. Yeah, but did to that. tell their entire audience how they felt about someone that they vehemently felt the opposite about is fucking nervy. And let me tell you another thing. This was the straw that broke the camel's back, and the only reason I'm bringing it up. And to be quite frank, it's another reason that I kind of said I don't want to give this company any of my my uh, ratings right now is because the, from there the video only got worse in my opinion because when it gets to the part about how he had to announce that he had cancer and relinquish the title and go away in my opinion it really plays on the heartstrings it really tugs on your emotions because that obviously sucked when he made that announcement like it sucks when anybody that young and fucking on top of the world suddenly announces they have cancer obviously but to try to use that to drive the point home that i just said about how we've all felt a certain way that we've never felt because now as you can tell i'm sure at least it was quite obvious to me even at wrestlemania crowds are starting to realize it's okay to say you know i still hate him as a wrestler though i'm so glad he got over cancer but i still don't like him as a wrestler and wwe notices that and they're freaking out because they're like are you kidding i thought it cancer answered all of our prayers and to me that's disgusting that they're trying to use it to play on the emo- the emotions of their audience to get the result that they've always desperately wanted that's never going to fucking happen that's gross to me yeah i mean yeah i'm not going to disagree with you oh that's it you don't have anything to add i mean you don't have to obviously no i mean i i, I don't know i guess i'm just so conditioned to just realize what vince sees in roman and how he's always going to make the narrative be whatever he wants it to be yeah but what about the counterpoint that that's a lot of fucking nerve well, but but my thing is that like you don't think that, that just goes without saying. You don't think that, that of we've course. kind of slowly crescendoed up to this, and that this is a peak of like you have to be fucking kidding with Roman Reigns? Because dude, to me, their ratings are dropping by the week. That is a you know they, they, this public relations thing with Saudi Arabia is a fucking nightmare for the company. That is a ballsy thing to do right now of all times. You know, WrestleMania was good, but it was way too long. Nobody is super hot on the product. Everybody's lukewarm. Why would you do that right now? Is the, is the point I'm trying to make? I think the people are upset with so many different things that it didn't jump out as much as it did to you, but I think you're making valiant points. Thank you. Uh, that's, what you that's, that's what I would say about that. Thank you. Uh, what do you think about... Have you been following this Becky Lynch Edge Beth Phoenix thing online? Because it is fucking... The pressure cooker has boiled over like weeks ago, in my opinion. Uh, I am, yeah. And I think Edge fucking destroyed Becky. Oh, good, 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 good. I was hoping that we were going to have something to actually talk about, but I feared that Becky's connection with Seth would make you, you know, not side with her, but side with her over Beth and Edge, but you haven't. No. But you haven't, and that's great, because I am firmly on Becky's side. Do you want to make your first arguments, or should I? Um, yeah, I don't really understand why Becky's going out of her way in general against Edge and Beth. I don't know. It started out of nowhere, and now she's getting butthurt that Edge is going back at her. And I think that everything Edge has said has been valiant. Um, the internet agrees. If you see the comments and the gifts and the reactions after some of the things Edge says. And I think Becky's time is over. I think she's trying to hold on to this social media darling. I'm going to say what I want and I'm going to talk about how my signings are as long as pay-per-views and then delete the tweet because as much as I'm the man, I'm still controlled by the machine. It's all, it's all, she's, it's, it's a gimmick that 
I'm happy she got her time in the spotlight, but I'm fucking over it. That's how I feel. Okay. Well, and and I don't care if she's with Seth. That's irrelevant to me. In fairness, though, yeah, I didn't know. I just, I didn't know because Seth's been Edge been Edge been bringing Seth into this is the only reason I even say that. Because um, she's been bringing Edge into her no, whatever the best thing no, was. No, you said it. No, you said it a second ago. Edge has got involved, and she was mad. You said that. You said that a second ago. Well, why wouldn't he get involved? She, well, my because, point is that she went you, after no, them no, both. No, let me tell you why he wouldn't get involved because he's not in the fucking company anymore. That's. I'm, I don't mean to get angry at you. I've I've gone back and forth with people online about this, so I'm going to turn it down right now. I apologize. That was disrespectful, and it wasn't aimed towards you. But Edge isn't in the company anymore. Becky Lynch is. Beth Phoenix. Well, he's a Hall of Famer, Beth, so he's technically always in the company going forward. By the way, that's how that works. But continue. Right, right. But Hall of Famer past success doesn't equal constant relevance. And Edge is only relevant right now online, in my opinion, because of his association to Becky Lynch, who, by the way, is in the company. And also, by the way, I, everybody that's hating on Becky Lynch right now with blind rage, and and in in Becky's defense, you said you've you're over Becky Lynch. You've been over Becky Lynch since way before WrestleMania. I hate to tell that's you. right. And I've and I've stayed a constant a constant opinion on that. That's Absolutely. Right. And she went on to beat Ronda Rousey in the main event of WrestleMania in a subpar in a subpar match that winning, I think that she's winning, responsible for. Winning, Go on. Still winning the first winning the first ever women's WrestleMania main event. You can't discount that. You can't discount the importance of that and the groundbreaking nature of that. And you I can't discount the fact that, that right, this is a booked product. Right, she didn't right. win it fair and square. Are you are you forgetting that? Right, but she, she was booked earned, to win it. She, right, but she that's because she earned that right she was and the charlotte and she charlotte flair right. also earned the right to no, be in the match she well. didn't even deserve to be in the match she had nothing to right. do with the fucking okay. match mm-hmm. the, big, the big heated program was between ronda and becky and vince just couldn't help but involve charlotte because he wants her so badly to be in the first women's main event and she deserved that if she earned it but in this case she hadn't in my opinion she but has anyway, about four and a half years over becky but, but okay dude, but dude you're totally discounting the fact that she won the first ever women's main event say what you will about well, how does that have anything to do with anything good for her great i'm glad they gave her that accolade Right, Wonderful. but it's, it's not even a month later, and you're like, okay, we're done with you. No, we're not. That's a big accolade to me. It's apparently more important to me than you, so I'm not done with her, if you don't mind, first of all. Second of all, Beth is only... Dude, what, what Becky's doing... Let me tell you how this Twitter feud with thing works. Beth is not anywhere near the women's title right now. Becky, by having problems with Beth online, maybe could be. If it gets enough, if it gets enough heat online, it could start to carry over to TV, which would arguably be a good thing for Beth because, like I said, it right won't because she's the NXT. She she just was named the new NXT permanent commentator. She's not coming back to wrestling. But go on. Okay, well, she just wrestled at WrestleMania, so I I mean that's why I'm confused, I guess. Because it's a one. It was a one off match. Based on what you just said, if she's not even the company, why is she arguing with someone that is? She's in the company. She's just not in an active wrestling role. She's a commentator for the hottest brand right now. But if she's not in an active wrestling role, then why is she talking shit to someone who is? Are you forgetting that Becky is the one that initially stoked this fire? That's that's my issue here. To me, that's irrelevant. Okay, so I guess then a a Hall of Famer, a Hall of Famer who has like multiple years over Becky, should just let this girl who's now you know getting her little fingers out should just let her keep talking shit because that's been her gimmick since fucking September. Let me tell you something, Beth Phoenix. Just because it's Becky Lynch, not you. Let me let me just explain my feelings on the situation. Beth Phoenix is a Hall of Famer, and I I give her her due. She does deserve that. 
but she was around in a time of divas and she did nothing to advance that cause. Becky Lynch is arguably one of the main reasons that women's wrestling is now a thing and that's a good thing and you're totally discounting that. You think Becky Lynch is Becky not, Lynch is dude, the Becky, least Becky of Lynch, the four horsewomen. Becky, Are you kidding me Becky, right now? The, Becky the Lynch, least one. Listen, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but Becky Lynch is a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Famer in the future. Whether or not you want to see that, she won the first ever women's main event. There's no chance that's not happening, what I just said. So, you say what you want about Beth Phoenix. Becky Lynch had a bigger impact in women's wrestling, and that's undisputable. What does that have anything to do with this Twitter feud? I'm not, I'm not really well, understanding Beth Phoenix at all. You're trying to give Beth Phoenix credit just by virtue of the fact that she's got more years on Becky Lynch when she had inarguably a much smaller... I'm not trying to give her credit. I'm trying to much- say that doesn't mean... I'm trying to say that doesn't mean that she should just let Becky because of all these things. By the way, you're forgetting that the four horsewomen came up. They're the, the reasons that women's wrestling became the biggest one. And she was the fucking least likely one. It wasn't until Sasha Banks put her on the fucking map in NXT where people were like, oh, wow, she can wrestle before okay. she was fucking okay. doing Irish she fucking gimmicks. She wasn't, Bailey was bigger than her in NXT. Okay. Charlotte okay. was bigger than her in NXT. Okay. Okay. If she, so if I don't understand was- because Becky Lynch fucking turned heel at, at SummerSlam and, and no one wanted her to, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, no one wanted to taboo her that now seven months later of this big God. thing she's all of a sudden the biggest thing of fucking women's wrestling Dude, I'm not denying the, the fact that she's great women's main event of course she's the biggest I, thing I, in women's wrestling she's not the biggest thing in women's wrestling ever Charlotte Flair is fucking first hell in the cells all these fucking things not, over her we're not talking about ever we're talking about right now and Becky Lynch is it's in not our- about Becky Lynch is inarguably better than uh, bigger than Charlotte Flair right now. That's not disputable. We're, there's no reason to dispute it's that. It's not We're about talk- right now. It's about I'm as a whole. Well, I don't well, understand. I'm talking about right now. I'm not talking about as a whole. Great. And, and so also- when she does her fucking Hall of Fame video package, I'm oh, glad that she'll have one thing let's to roll. Take it, let's take it. Let's try to take a deep breath. Char- I, I'm sorry Char- I raised my voice. No, I just think I, I first of all, this whole I talking about Becky Lynch with you was infuriating because you go to the same exact point. You you act like I discredit everything she does. My point of the matter is that Becky Lynch has been going. Uh, what, what? Because to me, just because she fucking won the first the first women's main event, like, like which was two great. months ago. Okay, great. And what has she done since then to maintain that momentum? She's there's been, there's she's a reason that book, there's a reason she's, she's been booked like shit facing Lacey Evans. No offense. Okay, make it work then, if you're so good. She's trying, dude. She's trying. She's pulling her weight, in my opinion. But again, right. I haven't okay. been watching. And, 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 and when someone who is as new as Lacey Evans, who probably shouldn't have even been called up, and I'll admit that, is going toe-to-toe with her in promo battles on Raw, that's a problem for your biggest women uh, on the roster currently. Sorry. Um, no, to Step me, up. No, Step no, up. No, no, no. Step Becky, up. You're acting like Becky Lynch hasn't hold her own in then some. Becky Lynch has been schooling her in every promo of theirs that I've seen. Uh, wouldn't say schooling. My point no, is that no, Lacey you Evans you just acted like Lacey Evans was schooling Becky, which is the opposite of true. No, my point was saying I said staying toe to toe. There's a difference. Okay, well, Adjectives, good for her. That doesn't words. take away from Becky. Lacey Evans can be good, and not, it doesn't have to take away from Becky. But you're letting it. Okay, we should definitely dismiss it. Honestly, this this topic should not even have been brought up. Dude, I because you're you, always you're always you're always want to go over time. This has nothing to do with the product currently. Okay. This is a few that you found interesting okay. that and that you're upset about everyone's opinions on. Okay. Which, by the way, their opinions are correct. Okay, then I figured out. What's we going. have now talked about it. I and I disagree. If you want, I, I'll take all that out. I, I, I no, think... you could you could definitely leave it in. Okay. I'm not saying that. Okay. Well, I mean, we just wasted the time talking about it. I, I would hope so. that it makes it in the. I don't think. I, I would think hope. It, I think it's a fascinating conversation. I would hope it makes it in the show. It it hasn't even been oh, a well. B topic. I don't. I haven't even heard Wade Keller talking about it. 
and he usually knows what's like important. Honestly, dude, going it's on. okay for us to talk about things that Wade Keller doesn't. I I don't I haven't listened been listening to any wrestling podcast because I don't want it to affect my thinking on anything. To be honest. But that's just me. Um, so when you see the question mark on there after the topic, that means if you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. Um, okay. So next time I'm not always following along, just say, is it okay if we talk about this? Because I would have said, yeah, it's fine. No, I know. I'm I would have been, been interested in why you want to talk about it since it's something that I've just, you know, noticed Right. gotten you know gotten taken care of and if you really wanted to do it, we should have pulled up the thread and read and i could have confirmed some of my points i don't think that exists right now an actual thread um oh, I, but, no, no there's multiple thre- well under i've been going back and forth with people for a while um but yeah, i mean if you want you can check that out but um i just mean i'm just trying to make a blanket statement just to streamline production for the show that when you see the question mark on there after the topic just Please speak up about it, because otherwise I'm just trying to keep the show moving. So I'm just going to bring it up if you haven't said anything. But 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 again, I didn't let you know, and that's my bad. So so you can you, and I'll try as my, as well as I can remember to ask you before I bring it up too. But but just so you know, that's what that means when I read. Well, that. if we're going to bring it up, then let's not let's not go because we went from that to a larger Becky Lynch conversation, no, which I'm not I'm not interested in having. Okay. anymore honestly in the future no offense to you no 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 in the future just just i don't know i'll try to keep that in mind but again try to just say it just say because like seriously dude even when we're when emotions are i mean i don't know if emotions have ever run higher than they just were a few minutes ago but even when emotions, even when emotions are high like that i am always willing to drop it at all times that's another blanket statement about always if you're if you're we're talking about something you're uncomfortable just tell me to drop it i'll drop it and we'll move on any any time always just you know what i mean because i get passionate and i obviously can talk when i get passionate I mean, it's it's a podcast thing. We're going to disagree on things. It's no, not, no, it's I just, not the I, end of the world. I don't want to talk about anything you're uncomfortable talking about. So, well, I'm certainly not uncomfortable. I'm certainly not uncomfortable with not it. We're not talking no, no, about no, no, like political no, no, no. issues here. Honestly, you're right though. Now that I stop to think about it, that is that is basically a dead issue. The general conversation. Yeah, I mean, I followed along and I, it, I liked the things that I've yeah. read that weren't from Becky Lynch. Well, yeah, but I, I think. I mean, we're all biased by who we like versus who we don't, obviously, and it's all subjective. But I think that is what hap- what is happening here for both of us. I mean, maybe a little bit, but I, I did. Li- no, I, you know, you definitely. realize you, you realize that I did literally read the tweets, though. It's not like I'm just saying, "Oh, I don't like Becky Lynch," so I'm just going to side with uh, with Beth and Edge. I have. It's not something I that know, I felt was I that know, big enough where people are like following every I move know, that they do, dude. But you're in psychology. You know how this shit's uh, subconscious sometimes, like. You know, I, I am. That's just. I'm just giving you my opinion that we're both. I'm biased because I'm protective of Becky Lynch, and I see this sudden hate machine trying to rise up against on the internet. And by the way, to me, it's reminding me a lot of what's happening with Brie Larson and Marvel fans, which I find disgusting. And so I'm just kind of pushing back against that in general too. I have no idea what's going on with Brie Larson and Marvel fans. Oh, you don't even want to fucking know. Never mind. Forget I said anything. But in any case, so I gotta actually. My friend just hit me up, so I gotta actually put a pin in it. Uh, Perfect for now, but thank you everybody for joining us for Wish for Booking. My name is Liam McNulty. You can uh, find me on Twitter at me up to eleven. Okay, my name is Jimmy Morecraft. You can follow me on Twitter at Doctor Morecraft. Uh, you can like us on Facebook at Wish for Booking and email in wishfulbooking at gmail dot com. And uh, this is the show now. So if you like it, then hit subscribe, rate, review, just do do all the stuff. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. So long, guys. Where we going? Oh, oh.
Smoke screen or demise is the high we'll be getting. 